0: Hello and welcome to Loving in the Garden Live, or if you're listening to us on the podcast, the edited highlights. I'm Rod Whiting, group founder, and John Sterland is our resident uh, horticulturist. John, good evening. How are you? Oh,
1: very well, thanks, Rod. Yes, as we move further to spring, loving the snowdrops, loving the iris and that sort of thing at the moment.
0: Let me first uh, thank our group sponsors, Fitzgerald Lane Decorators. Uh, We really appreciate... Uh, their continuing support into uh, 2023 and uh, John let's talk briefly before we introduce our special guest this week we're going all the way to the United States which is exciting we'll have a chat about some of the jobs to be getting on with uh, after we've heard from our guests without further ado yes uh, let's bring on it's Maggie Stuckey all the way hello Maggie lovely to see you
2: good say good morning because it's morning yeah. for me.
0: It is. It's eight o'clock in the morning in Oregon.
2: Yeah, um, yeah. And Portland is where I live.
0: Oh you're Portland in the is. okay you're in Portland. Okay.
2: Yeah. Portland's wow. where my where my behind is right this moment.
0: <laughs> and and what's the weather in Portland? Right. Foggy. Right
2: now it's foggy outside, which is unusual for us us, but it's very dramatic looking. I like it.
0: Maggie, can you just give us a, a, a brief biog. Just tell us a little bit about your, your background.
2: I was born and raised in the American South. And my parents are both, both grew up on a farm. And their parents always had vegetable gardens. Nobody made a big deal about it. That's just what you did. And so I spent a lot of my summer times when I was out of school at, at, at one grandparent's house or the other, toddling along behind them and watching what they were doing and and I was watching my grandmother and my granddad sometimes but mostly my grandmother harvest these wonderful vegetables take them inside to make some supper if there was extra we put them in a special bin because there were always people at church who could use them and and the, in the summertime when things were going wild and producing way more than anybody could use there's this mammoth a session of canning stuff to put things in the basement for the wintertime. So I came away from that without anybody saying so, with the idea that the reason you have a garden is to grow food. Garden equals food. And um, the first thing I did when I was old enough to have my own house with a little bit of backyard I knew exactly what to do with it. Put it, put in a few vegetables because that's what gardening is all about. So that's that's my focus is growing good things to eat.
0: I thought it was really interesting how you your whole book really the the more recent book uh, the bountiful container is is about how we can use containers uh, to really simplify the whole process.
2: Right. So you don't need a big space and if you don't have a big space you can you don't have to feel like you're somehow missing out on the whole gardening experience. The other thing is so many of our of our friends and neighbors these days don't have a big plot of land where they can plant a traditional size garden anyway. They might live in apartments like me where there's no garden space at all. So if you want to grow vegetables, which, and I do, because that's where my heart is, Containers is the answer. Now, a lot of times people think one container would have one plant. What I've taught myself over the years of a lot of experimentation is if with just a little bit of pre-planning, you can have multiple things growing in the same container as long as it's not super tiny and stage them so that as one is kind of coming to the end of its life, There's a little baby ready to start growing fast and taking up that space. So there's something growing constantly. And if your circumstances permit you to have a fairly large size container, like two feet across, which would also be about that same depth, you can grow an amazing amount of different kinds of plants and producing things all throughout the season if you if you can figure out a way to just keep 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 rolling ahead you know keep planning for the very next thing you're going to put in next week when this one's ready to come out
1: yeah you can get containers now specifically for uh, runner beans and things like that and some of the some of the beans that you can get now are ornamental in themselves and the flowers of course are gorgeous and attract the bees so um right Right.
2: I encourage people to grow edible flowers. Your dinner suddenly gets really sort of magical because in your (laughs) salad, you have these beautiful um, nasturtiums or this time of year, pansies and stuff. The other thing is what's what's really happened in the last, I'm going to say, maybe 10 years is that the entire horticultural industry has figured out I moved into. A lovely old apartment building in Portland that is magical in every way, except that I didn't have any garden space. I have a pad a concrete patio about the size of a bandana. And if I wanted to grow vegetables, it would have to be in containers. And I had to teach myself how to do it because at that time there was there weren't any books about it. And you also had to you had to read plant catalogs like a detective look for exactly the right wording that would lead you to what was then the very few plants that are actually bred to stay tight and compact, which is what you want in containers.
0: Mm -hmm. Give us an example of the kind of plants you're talking about, where we can condense them into quite, well, relatively small containers.
2: Here's the good news. Right now, in 2023, just about any vegetable you're interested in have, they have developed cultivars that are specifically for containers. So any any of the major um, seed companies that sell by mail, so you get these beautiful catalogs starting in December and January quite likely has a whole section on here's some wonderful container varieties. If not, mm-hmm. any absolutely and I mean this sincerely, anything that you want to grow, with a couple of exceptions, has at least one possibility that is that was specifically developed for container growing, and it is described as such. And a, a really nice feature is many of, because this is now such a mainstream idea, and so many people live in those circumstances where that is their only option. A lot of these companies have put together what they call probably something like container collection. You can order the whole collection; it's four or five of the most common yeah. vegetables, yeah. and think, you got everything you need.
0: Can we just start with the with the real basics here? Mm-hmm. We've got okay. containers.
2: Most of the stuff I write um, is specifically targeted toward beginners. I I think we garden writers have done beginning gardeners a disservice. We kind of forget. That the very first year you do this, you don't know anything about anything. And some of what seems to us regular words don't have the same meaning in gardening that they have in ordinary language. So I say, A, don't plant anything that doesn't have a hole in the bottom.
0: Mm -hmm. And
2: if you you try to do that because you found this beautiful pot and it doesn't have a hole in the bottom, don't come to me. (laughs) <laughs> it doesn't work because <laughs> this is it. Absolutely, it needs a drainage hole. Yeah, yeah. Don't go to some friend's yard and dig up dirt out of their backyard because who knows what kind of seed, weeds, seeds, or disease stuff is in it. Buy a good bag uh, of potting soil. It may be called planting soil. Here's the thing I recommend to people, especially if they they still don't know what all this stuff means stand and stand in the store shelves and you'll see this wide selection of all different kinds of products, all different sizes, all different prices. Let your eyes find the largest bag of potting soiled that you can see, the biggest one and try to pick it up And if it's lighter than you thought it would be, you go to pick it up and you say oh, I thought this would be heavier. That means, it has a very high component of some added material that keeps the soil fluffy and keeps it from compacting together into mud when you mm. start watering. That's a good thing. The one that's, he- that's lighter than you think it is is the one you want. So you've got a container, and it's got a drainage hole in the bottom, and if it doesn't get something else, get a, get a good-sized bag of potting soil that's light and easy to pick up and start filling the container with the addition of two things that will make your life easier. One is some form of a little tiny fertilizer beads that dissolve over time. So you don't constantly have to be adding fertilizer. I mean, you will have to eventually add, more, but right away this will get you up to a good start. And, to co- help cope with the only major problem that container gardeners have is that the soil dries out faster than the equivalent amount of space in a regular in the ground in the ground garden would, and therefore you need to pay more attention to watering. Yeah. And you can buy this product that's um, honestly I don't know what it is. It's some kind of space age miracle stuff. It's <laughs> a little. It's little, it's little bits of gel-like stuff yeah. that absorb water to about yes. 100 times their size, and then gradually over time release it, release it, release it, come back to their regular size. So the next time you water, they go up and again. So if you have to go in when it's really, really hot for three or four, even five days without watering, you're covered a little bit. So yeah. those two things, the, the water gels and the pelleted fertilizer, if you mix into the soil and put that mixture into the pot, you're ready to go.
0: Yeah. Okay, so we've done the basics. Great. Yep. So let's, uh, let's move on then to the sort of things that we can be planting and uh, the, the care issues. Um, so the vegetables, as you say, they've, they've got these uh, selection packs. Anything you particularly fancy, uh, have a go at. Um, what about things like herbs? They're pretty straightforward, aren't they?
2: Thank you for asking that. That's my favorite thing to talk about. Because um, I I love to cook and and all cooks know it's fun to have a lot of uh, several different kinds of vegetables at your fi- I mean sorry different kinds of herbs at your fingertips if you want to try out a new combination of something also almost all of the most common cooking herbs are native to the Mediterranean region where the soil is. I mean, I've never been there, but I've read about this. The soil is is has lots of rocks and lots of sand, the exact opposite of what we would call fertile soil to grow regular stuff. So they have adapted to that kind of hot, dry, yeah. not especially vigorous soil. They've adapted to that over centuries, which means for us that if we – know in our heart that we can't that having skipping up with the watering is going to be a problem. A small herb garden in containers is where you want to begin because they can tolerate going dry. In fact they like it better than any other kind yeah. of uh, vegetable that you'll be growing. I even say to people if you do if you are fortunate enough to have a large backyard where you can grow everything under the sun. It's still wonderful if anybody in your family really enjoys cooking to have a small herb garden in a container right by your back door, right by the kitchen door. So you can slip out at the last minute and pick a couple of leaves of something that you think might add to whatever it is that you're doing right then on the spot. So that's a terrific place for beginning container gardeners to start I always hesitate to say this, but I want to, I guarantee you it will be successful.
0: I've seen a lot of uh, adverts recently, and my wife was a little bit tempted, uh, for indoor herb gardens. Uh, Yes, I I did detect a a shrug of the shoulders there. (laughs) Tell us why.
2: Well, because they make beautiful photographs, and they look pretty on your windowsill for maybe five days, and then they're they're in the wrong place. Those plants were not meant to grow indoors. I mean, let's remember the whole secret to growing any kind of plant is to duplicate as closely as you can that plant's native conditions. Herbs like full sun, hot weather, dry, what we would call poor soil. Yeah. Who has full sun inside their house? The only way you can do that is to create this sort of artificial getup, which I don't want to devote half of my kitchen to those weird-looking lights. But I, I'm so, I, I get so frustrated when I see these beautiful photo displays in the magazines because they sure do look wonderful. But they look wonderful in the photograph, but in real life, you're going to be disappointed. And I just want to go I, I had this urge of saying, no, don't buy that magazine. Don't believe it. You know, <laughs> it's, just, it's not going to work. One nice reason for growing herbs yourself is many of them flower, which only people who have it in their garden will ever get to that stage. And the flowers themselves have a hint of the taste And they are so you know added to sprinkle on top of your salad or Mm. roast chicken that day. Also, it make they make gorgeous herb vinegar, which is dead easy to do. You (laughs) know, but the flower, like I am thinking of rosemary, the the flowers are usually kind of a soft pastel blue.
0: Okay, we've talked about herbs. Now, what about fruit?
2: (laughs) Well. um, the, the fruit is the category that's the trickiest. I deliberately ended up not including fruits because it's something that absolute beginners would have a, a little bit of a struggle yeah. with. But the fruit growers have caught on to the idea that container gardening is, is here to stay. And there are some new cultivars of blueberries and raspberries and strawberries, of course. Strawberries, we could always grow in containers. The people I, I worry about are those who have just a tiny little bit of space, like a balcony in, mm-hmm. in a tall apartment building. And do they really want to devote a big chunk of that space to a large enough container to grow a fruit tree? Maybe they do. <laughs> but I'm, my guessing is that people who are grow, who are interested in establishing a garden like this to provide food for the dinner table are much more interested in stuff where they get a lot more of a lot more foodstuffs than having to wait two or three years for a peach tree, which they yes. have to baby along to start making peaches, go to the store and buy peaches, use your space mm-hmm. to grow tomatoes and Swiss chard and mint.
1: Yeah. I t- totally agree, and and it's the same in this country as well. You try to grow fruit in containers. Uh, fruit is a long, long term. Yes, you can get very uh, right. dwarf varieties, yeah. but uh, after a few years, they need to get their roots out. I think most fruit likes to get its roots out, and um, you don't get your roots out in a container. But over a year, growing veg... And things like that, you um, you know, it's perfect, perfect for containers.
0: You talked about uh, the golden rule of growing um, when we when we had our little preliminary chat. Uh, You just you want to just spend a bit of time on that?
2: Okay, Mm -hmm. start with start with one absolute fact. We can't get around. We have to we have to learn to live with it. If you if your garden is entirely in containers, that means that you have. By definition, very limited space. You have to be smart about how you use it. One way to be smart is to make sure, we touched on this a little bit earlier, to make sure that there's something always growing. And in reserve, there's something ready to go in right when something's ready to come out. So you're constantly shifting the contents. But the overall the overall result is that there's always something actively growing, and it is in is the season where it's actively producing the stuff that you're growing it for, like lettuce in the spring, lettuce in the early fall. Uh, at a at a certain point, that lettuce is gonna. This is what I mean by writing for beginners. I can say to you, John, the lettuce is gonna bolt. If you don't know about gardening, you would have no idea what I'm talking about. No. So i I take I take a little detour and explain what bolting is, which means that all of a sudden, and it seems to happen like that, th- the weather turns too hot for this plant that genetically wants it to be cool and it goes and sends mm. this great tall thing up, and the and the leaves don't taste good anymore. So that guy's ready to come out. If you have something already planted that was a baby and didn't take up much space, but it's now ready for the hot weather, it grow, it. Fits, starts quickly to fill in the space where the lettuce used to be. Yeah. So you're constantly um, moving the chess pieces around, so to speak. To keep that idea in people's mind, I came up with this golden rule, which is goes like this. No bare dirt no (laughs) no square inch in that container is allowed to just be dirt it's got to have something growing in that space
1: yeah (laughs) Uh, i totally agree yes it's um it's fascinating because on the other side of america uh when the mayflower uh the the wapanoo indians they 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 got their three sisters system of growing right haven't they where they grew corn, corn and then they grew a climber up the corn and then they'd right. got crops around the bottom.
2: Corn, corn squash and beans, yeah. yeah. So
1: you can get three things in a small space.
2: Okay,
0: yeah. Um, I'm going to be devil's advocate now then as, uh, okay. as the time, time's getting on. Um, I'm going to be devil's advocate and say... Uh, well, you know, maybe uh, in my limited space, I just want some pretty flowers, and I can't be bothered with all of that. And I'm going to, you know, what's the payoff for having your containers of of uh, you? You tell me what's the payoff for having uh, your your vegetables <laughs> and your and your uh, edible plants.
2: All gardeners know that the stuff you grow yourself is is healthier. It's safer. You don't have to worry about somebody somewhere along the production production line sprayed something on it that you wouldn't want to put in your mouth you don't have to worry about that because you did it all you know you know what you did and for people who are trying it for the first time there's that wonderful sense of satisfaction of dang i really did this and look it's pretty great mm. the other thing is it helps us all feel like we don't have to be pushed around by events outside our control this is one thing and food is pretty darn basic, this is one thing that we can actually control. But in, in real simple terms, I'm thinking like um, if, if for someone who lives alone or has a small maybe two- or three-person household, very often you've had the experience of going to the market and buying a lovely head of lettuce, for instance. That lettuce will go bad nine times out of ten, before you manage to eat all of it. So you're wasting money <laughs> and feeling, oh, God, that's awful. Ew, that slimy stuff, it looks awful. I, I must so be a true. terrible person to let that happen. <laughs> in contrast to somebody who's got a nice little container garden with lettuce growing in it, can if they're ready for a salad, they just go outside and they pull off two or three or four or six However many they need to make a salad for tonight, the plant is still there, still making more leaves, you can have lettuce as long as it's lettuce season.
0: That's yeah. so true.
1: One of the, I think, one of the nicest things, uh, Maggie, is um, is growing tomato. You know the tumbling toms now. Um, you can get um, a hanging basket and put tomatoes yes. in there, and you right. get right. hundreds and hundreds of them, and they really yes. do work. The tumbling toms. Yeah,
2: it is year after year after year. It is the number one thing that home gardeners want to grow is tomatoes because the stuff you buy in the market tastes like cardboard ten months out of the year. (laughs) You know, (laughs) Um, uh, it it does. It they they need and and this is this is where the breeders have just outdone themselves. There are. Probably two dozen new plants that didn't even exist ten or twelve years ago, specifically for this reason. And man, you you just can't beat it. There there is no, and this this is one thing that I think is fun is when you've got that stuff growing right right at right at your house. Take a little kid with you, and encourage them to grab a, a small tomato off mm. the plant and eat it right then and there.
0: Okay, look, you've and, almost you've almost persuaded me, and almost okay. in, almost inspired me to go out and uh, and make space in my containers for, for and, and have a go at growing my own veg. There is just one thing worries me now, and that is pests. Okay, and diseases.
2: Oh well, here's the good news for container gardeners. First of all, I've said that probably should have said this earlier. I absolutely believe that container gardeners have a leg up across the board on all the problems that there are, all the decisions, all the everything. For one thing, you you don't have 50 tomato plants to take care of. You've only got two or three. 99 times out of 100, people who have a container garden have some tiny space like a patio or a balcony or a little tiny front porch. In other words, a place where you pass by as you're going into or out of your house. So you're coming home from work, and you walk right by your container. You've spent a long time making it beautiful, and you're so proud of yourself, so you stop to pet the plants and say hi And as you're going inside. <laughs> exactly. While you do that, you are, without consciously making this effort, checking how they're doing. So if there is any kind of sign of pests, you see it right away. The difference there is if you, people who have a large garden, sometimes things get out of control before you even know it mm-hmm. because you're working over in this side of the garden or something. Yeah. But ha- having this immediate tight connection to the plants keeps you always up to date of how they're doing. Also... Yeah, that- you have a smaller space you don't have 12 acres to think about you've got this (laughs) tiny little space so if something something does something problem does occur it's easy to fix also you started with clean soil so you know you're not bringing in the possibility of problems you started with your own seeds i mean seeds that you started or nice small plants that you got from the nursery everything is in your control mm-hmm. you, you start out clean yeah. every every element is clean and pest free and the only thing you need to do is just take a quick look every once in a while and make sure nothing weird is going on
0: well <laughs> you know what uh, maggie i think you have converted me i think i will make it <laughs> <laughs> uh for some veg, and I will have a go. I have done tomatoes before. I'm not completely going to be fair. I was I was playing devil's advocate. I have grown tomatoes before uh, with some success. So I will have another go at tomatoes, I, but I'm going to get some green veg, and I'm going to have a go at, uh, at growing some proper veg. And a few herbs.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. <laughs> great maggie yeah you've been brilliant thank you very much indeed and oh uh, thank
2: you for inviting me i had a wonderful time
0: oh well it's it's <laughs> been it's been really educational and i'm really grateful for your time um should remind people your book uh well you've got 12 at least uh, that i've seen <laughs> um uh, but the one we're we're sort of talking about is the the bountiful container
2: nope there this is it is, oh, this look is at the, that. This, is the, this is the new one
0: Oh, what's that? Can't quite. The Container Victory Garden. The Container Victory Garden. Yes, and you know we're we're kind of in those times again, aren't we? Where certainly over here, the cost of living now, the cost of food in the supermarkets is is becoming very uh, much a factor. So actually, there's a that's a very good reason to be uh, growing our own right there, isn't it? Maggie, thank you very much indeed for your time. Uh, we'll, we're going to let you let you go because it's uh, what is it now? It's nine o'clock in the morning in in, Port- <laughs> in Portland. The, sh- the shops are open, and uh, you, you got stuff to do. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Lovely to meet you, Maggie.
2: And my and pleasure as well. You. Thank it you both. Really
1: is. All the very best. We're, we're both on the same wavelength. I can tell you.
0: <laughs> well, all three of us so, are now. So yeah, yeah coming. Come and visit john oh would be oh, wonderful yeah that'd be great <laughs> bye-bye
1: maggie bye oh, Bye.
0: Now. Bye-bye. Bye, maggie and there she goes yeah and that was i was great and what i loved about that and i, I did suggest to, to 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 maggie that we start right at the basics um because uh, there'll be I'm, I'm sure a lot of people like me who have done ornamentals for years but then we think about veg and we think, oh, gosh, no. Do I really want to be bothered with all the, 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 the fuss and bother and I haven't got a greenhouse and all of that stuff? And we don't need it, do we? No, well, no. When you think about it, no. I'm, I mean,
1: this year, or what am I growing? A hundred... broad beans but you know you could have a pot with just three or four and that will get you you know it'll get you a boiling or whatever but i totally agree with maggie and i've I've said it to you rod if you've got a very short space small space i believe grow herbs and use your own grown herbs in the vegetables that you buy to totally transform that whatever you're cooking and um, I mean, they're much better than the dried ones, um, you know, dried herbs and things like that. If you can and and plenty of sun, but ours get all the sun all day, poor soil and we get some fantastic results. And it's lovely just to go out there and you only have to walk by them and you just touch them, smell them gorgeous. Every herb has got its smell, aroma. This smells is, perhaps the bad
0: word. Right, maybe. John, Let's. Should we move on quickly because I'm, people have been wanting to get their tea. Shall we move on to what yeah, we can be getting on with?
1: Yes, hellebores. You'll notice now that with hellebores, you're flowering lovely, but you'll notice the new shoots are coming through, the new leaves. And what we need to do, get rid of your old leaves, particularly if any of those leaves have got any brown spots on because that's leaf spot disease, and if you get rid of the old ones now, the spores aren't going to get on to your new ones, and it'll help to keep those um, plants a lot healthier than they normally would be. But um, fantastic at the moment, the hellebores really
0: are. Yeah, mine yeah. have been really disappointing. I've got uh, my my established uh, hellebores going to look fantastic. Uh, the, the the flowers are starting to come through now, but but the rest of them are a bit disappointed. I've, I'm disappointed with a lot of plants, and I'm wondering if that those frosts before December did a bit more damage than I'd given them credit. Uh,
1: they very well could have done, Rod. Yes, I mean we we got we we that was evil. You know, some of the cold nights were evil and it yeah. is going to affect some of the plants. You know, we're so cosmopolitan in Britain. We bring all these things from all over the world, pop them in the garden. Normally, they grow and give us a lovely display. But sometimes you're going to find that, oh dear, this, th- this winter's been too bad for them. I'm going to have to replace them.
0: We are getting to that stage, John, where it's suddenly... It's going to be a rush, isn't it? We're going to have loads of jobs to do.
1: Yeah, absolutely, Rod. I mean, we're going to be towards the end of February, and we are really seriously into seed sowing, yeah. et cetera. I yeah. mean, I put I put on that I showed a little photograph of my um, peppers, and loads of people said, oh, I've sown my tomatoes. I've done this. I've sown my peppers. I've done that, and they're coming through. You know, so, um, Yeah. yeah in some places you'll be sowing of course because it's um, in the north you might be holding back a little bit but so much to do just yeah. keep an eye on what it is because it's amazing you're a gardener and you think a little bit too early to do that and then next thing it, oh, it's a bit late. Yeah. I should have done that.
0: Now. <laughs> yeah, so this true. is what
1: we all find. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: all right. Just a quick Lovely. thank you to our uh, our sponsors, uh, Fitzgerald Lang Decorators. That's uh, L A I N G Lang Fitzgerald Lang Decorators. You can look them up on Facebook, and you'll find uh, all the information. And they're very willing to give you uh, free information about how best to get on with decorating if it's outside or inside uh, your property and uh, and also free quotes and all of that stuff all right john thank you ever so much been great uh, this yes. afternoon thank you very much and uh, we'll no doubt talk again next week on boom radio yeah to listen and yes. uh, <laughs> in the meantime have a great gardening week everybody bye-bye Bye, folks. see ya